Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm so excited. Today, we're doing another Disney deep dive. These are some of my favorite kinds of episodes. Paige, what did we watch for this deep dive? We watched Moana, which I think, is that your favorite or among your favorites of the Disney movie? It's, it's tough to say. There's so many good ones, especially in recent years. They've just been coming out with excellent, excellent movies, but... I feel like every, everyone we watch, I say, is my favorite now. Like, Beauty and the Beast was amazing, but Moana is has got a just a really beautiful place in my heart, for sure. So, I'm really excited about it. Plus, Maui. I, I love Maui. <laughs> you love Maui. <laughs> um, so, we'll, as usual, we'll just do a quick run-through of the plot. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Mo- Moana, again, I'm going to say this every time. Stop this podcast right now. Stop what you're doing. Take the day off work. Stop doing whatever you're doing and go watch Moana. Uh, it's a really amazing movie. So Moana starts, we have a, a myth in the beginning. It's it's telling the story of Tefiti and Teka. Tefiti is the um, goddess of life and um, literally means the giver of life. And then we have Maui, um, a misguided demigod trickster god, comes and steals the heart of Tefiti and then um, curses the land um, immediately Teka comes and tries to capture the heart. Maui loses his hook, hook that lets him transform shapeshift. And then he also loses the heart of Tefiti and is never heard from again. And then one day a hero will cross the, the barrier reef and go and find the heart of Tefiti and restore it to Tefiti. Um, and that's kind of the, where the, sh- the show e- enters, so to speak. That's grandmother is telling that story. And, and then we see Moana. Moana always, she feels called to the ocean. She's, she's chosen by the sea in the very first scene. But the very first song that we hear is, um, what was the name of it, Paigey? Um, where you are. Where you are. Yeah. So it's like this tension, her father's telling her to stay where she is. We need Be happy to hear, with what you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the coconuts provide everything we need. You don't need to leave the island. Everything's fine here. Uh, but she she's called to the sea. They have to keep stopping her from leaving uh, to go out and seek her destiny. Um, ultimately, then we have some rising action. The coconuts start to rot. Um, the fish, there's no more fish. They can't find fish anywhere around the island. Uh, and so there's like a real dilemma for people who thought that they were really safe. Moana knows that the answer is to go to the horizon. She sings her song. How far I'll go. How far I'll go. Mm-hmm. And... Um, She's like staring out at the horizon. She actually takes a boat. She goes. She can't handle the ocean. She doesn't know what she's doing. She, she, the ship gets wrecked. She almost loses the pig. <laughs> Poor pig. Um, and cool. then grandmother t- takes her under a wing, 
resolves her. Grandmother's really a, an odd duck. She's dancing. She's like just in, she's so good at manipulating Moana into following her destiny, I guess. She shows her the ships of their ancestors. Turns out they were wayfinders and they were they were always destined to be voyagers. She goes and she and, um, entreats her father, the chief, to send people to the horizon to go restore to go find fish out there. He says no. He goes to try to burn the boats, and just then grandmother takes ill. Her dying words to Moana are "Go, leave, go, go." And so Moana takes a ship. She goes out. She sails. She practices. Her. What's her affirmation? I am Moana of Motunui. You will board my boat and restore the heart of Tafiti. And that's what she's going to say to Maui. So she's going to seek Maui. And so she. But followed. she's like practicing these affirmations as she's like learning to teach herself to sail and like making lots of mistakes and just like digging her heels and be like, "I am Moana of Motunui." You will yeah. board my boat and restore the heart of Tafiti. Exactly. Um, and so she's got this purpose in mind. And then she goes and she uh, she finds she does find Maui after a storm. Maui sings my favorite song in the history of the world. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a great song. And uh, seals her boat, or tries to anyway, and trap her in a cave and leave. Um, and then she comes and she like... She escapes the cave. She comes. He keeps throwing her off the boat. The ocean keeps putting her back on the boat. And then um, she's trying to convince him to go do his duty and say and restore the heart. She She's using her affirmation on him. And he's like unmovable. He's a demigod. He doesn't really care. Ultimately, he says, I can't do anything without my hook. So they make an agreement to if, the, if she'll help him get the hook, he'll help her restore the heart of Tafiti. They go and they run into pirates and they sail the sea. They have to go get his hook in the underworld from the giant blingy crab, uh, Tomatoa. Tomatoa, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> which is such a really funny song. And uh, shiny. And they come back, they restore themselves from the underworld, uh, from the realm of monsters, Lotanoi and, uh, and then they, um, what happens after that? What's the next step? They go to, to try to actually restore the heart. <clears throat> Maui is d- d- he needs a pep talk to remember that he can do it, that he can shapeshift because his shapeshifting abilities are all wonky. Then they go to try to restore it. She convinces him and he fights Teka, the, the lava monster. He saves her with his hook, but in doing so, he cracks his hook. And uh, his hook is like kind of on the fritz. And he says, one more hit and I can't use my hook anymore. I'm nothing without my hook, he says. And so he bails on her and he leaves. And Moana has this real dark night of the soul. She she says, I can't do this by myself. I can't handle it. She gives the heart of Tafiti back to the ocean, which the ocean takes it. In comes grandmother to pep talk her. And then, um, and then she decides that she can be her own hero, that she always knew the way, no matter um, – what happens? She always she can be the just the chooser of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what are you smiling about? Because I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then we and then she goes back. She finally decides to take on uh, Teka, and she sort of tricks Teka to get through the barrier. And um, just when she really needs it, she's about to get taken over. Maui comes back in to save the day. He defends her yet again, and in so doing so, breaks his hook. He is now powerless. But that's okay because she has now solved the mystery. She can see what happened. Te Fiti turned into Te Ka when they stole her heart. And so she asks the sea to make a way. She calls 
Teka to come to her. And Teka is like very angry and you can see this lava monster like charging toward her. And then she, it's really beautiful. She touches her forehead to Teka's forehead and then she replaces (laughs) the heart and everything's good. And Teka comes back or Tafiti comes back. Um, Maui (laughs) learns humility and apologizes and um, is granted his hook back. And so then she comes back, returns the hero. Did I miss anything? Major? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, really, just really beautiful story. I think this is, um, I think I saw Moana before I saw Frozen. And so this oh, is did like, you really? Yeah. So for me, this is like um, one of the first ones where there was actually like a, a female hero. I think that was really kind of a cool thing. Like, cause the story, like Maui kind of almost seems like he's the hero and everything that he mm-hmm. does is driven by the idea that he wants to be heroic, but it's actually Moana. That's the, the one who winds up saving mm-hmm. the world uh, with a little help from her friends, which I think is amazing. Um, so let's talk about what, what do you think? What's some of the meaning for freedom for people in this page? Mm. I mean, I think as we're recounting the story, one of the reflections that I was having was the story of Maui and his transformation from, you know, he was kind of abandoned by his parents and rescued by the gods and then given favor. And so I think that he, he was driven by um, acceptance from humanity. And that's like why he took the heart of Tefiti. Um, and I think experiencing this like rejection is the kind of created the resistance for him to like, like restore. Um, and it really like, if, if we take Maui's experience and he's got all of this confidence, he's like very like bravado. Exactly. And at the same time, if, if you like zoom in and look at like, okay, Maui, there's a choice here. You could risk all of this danger and restore the heart of Tefiti. And when he thinks about that, he's like, nah, I'm good. And it takes somebody like Moana to like zoom out and look at the bigger picture and be like, actually, like, look at the larger implications. Like, this isn't just about you. And it takes somebody like Moana to be the inspiring and driving force and just like so dedicated and like uncompromising in like, this is like, this is it. Like, I gotta, I'm gonna figure this out because I'm not willing to face the consequences. And it's like through that like uh fervor is the word that's coming up for me for some reason but it's like through that that she's able to like enroll everyone else in contributing to resolving this um like really detriment like really really harmful thing that could happen like all of the islands are dying like people everybody could die and being infected um, by darkness by, by death exactly yeah yeah. It's interesting. Moana is a different kind of hero than like say Tramp who is driven by freedom or Aladdin who is driven by like glory and prestige, you know, mm-hmm. but Moana is actually a hero driven by need. If she doesn't do something, her, the way of life of her and her people is dying. So mm-hmm. it, it takes her figuring out and reconciling mm-hmm. whatever is causing the darkness in order for her family and everybody she knows to survive. Mm-hmm. And live. Yeah. I, I think something worth pointing out that we didn't mention in the recap is that she's the, like, she's to become the chief. She's the chief's daughter. She's actually She's a princess. I'm not a princess. You're a chief's daughter and you have a pet sidekick. That makes you a princess. Um, But she's, I mean, she's been entrusted with this responsibility and it, it can't be handed to anybody else. It would be um, the, I love the Buddhist principle of Dharma 
but like it's her path, like it's her intended intention, like her reason for being and experiencing the life that she has is like to fulfill that responsibility. And what I really, a, a breakthrough that I had maybe in the last like couple of years is around the concept of Dharma, not being a responsibility in the sense of like have to, but a responsibility in the sense of get to, of like, we're coming into this life. What the heck else are we going to do other than strive for something while we're here? And so like it, it is like that, uh, not responsibility in the sense of like a heavy thing that you have to do, but like a thing that gives you purpose and gives you a, yeah, a reason for living. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really interesting that in, I I think the, the rising action is really, cause you were talking about Maui, everything is for him. Everything is about. And, and, you know, when you find out his literal backstory, it's the, the story of the tattoo on his back, but he, um, but he was abandoned by his parents. And so he, for him, it's like recovering his, uh, um, worthiness for him, I think mm-hmm. is what drives everything. It's like, yeah. that's how Moana is ultimately able to use values-based communication to convince him to mm-hmm. go on the quest in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's because she says it would be very heroic. And in fact, he's like, I'm already a hero. And she's like, actually, you're the villain. You, you cause the destruction of the world. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, do fix something you won't mm-hmm. ever be reckon- remembered as a hero you're no one's hero right now and she kind of like uses that so <laughs> i love the moment where she like makes the sound of a crowds cheering Ma- maui as a way to like really depict the vision of him experiencing heroicism like it's just such a like an inspiring moment to like really yeah. create the vision of what it would be like yeah but i also think that what's interesting about this as rising action is that it is his insecurity and his acting from insecurity that causes the destruction of the world in the first place it was because he you know he pulled islands from the sea he he lassoed the sun you know he Mm. gave people coconuts all these things he did just so that he could be a hero Mm. and be loved and be worthy of still each of those things wasn't enough to fulfill the whole of worthiness it was never enough. And it was from him acting out of that place of insecurity that he stole the heart of life itself, life giving itself and transformed it into darkness. And so I think there's like a real lesson there for us in um, kind of purity of intentions and that we can, we can bring about our own demise, our own destruction. The very thing that we, we most want in the world when we're acting out of that insecurity or that mm-hmm. fear, we talk a lot about like acting out of fear guarantees for ourselves the very thing that we most are afraid of totally. for Maui. The thing that he's most afraid of is being insignificant, being, um, unloved, being un- un- unloved and unworthy. Mm-hmm. And so when he acts out of that, and he takes the, the thing, he becomes no one's hero. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the thing that he he's most af- afraid of. This is like obscurity, mm-hmm. his like abandonment of society. And so um, I think that's really interesting as rising action. Um, you also see that he, that's the demon that he, he has to fight when he goes to the underworld, he's fighting the crab, the embodiment of pride, of, mm. of shininess. Like the only thing that the crab talks, you know, he says, just get him talking. Don't worry. It won't be hard. He loves to talk about himself. Mm. And that's like the crab's whole thing. Uh, Tomatoa is just completely um, absorbed in his own shininess and his own like uh, kind of presentation to the world. That's like a, a beautiful representation of the ego, right? Of that shell. He's literally got a, a jewel encrusted shell 
right? That has nothing really of meat on the inside, no, no true value on the inside. And so that is the beast that Maui has to fight. And by the way, Maui can't stand up to it. He actually loses against the crab and would completely lose if Moana hadn't come mm-hmm. in and saved him. She actually... Mm-hmm. That was like a, a brain versus brawn moment where she used her mind to overcome him, where Maui couldn't use his strength to overcome Tomat. How do you say Tomatoa? Tomatoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and also, it's really interesting there because I think part of why Maui can't defeat the crab is because Maui hasn't defeated that part of himself mm-hmm. yet that is run by pride, which is, which is the, the shadow side of the insecurity that he's, mm-hmm. the love that he wants, the worthiness that he wants in the world. Yeah. Right. And we do that, by the way, this is not, we're, we're talking about metaphor here because this is, I think, like how we humans, there, there's so often, especially when we're dealing with like building a business or something like that, there is the tendency to, to want to do it for status, for glory, for, um, for, to, to prove your worthiness to the world, to the world and to yourself mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. virtue of, um, you know, accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that what this story is about is about the importance of purpose and you're like coming to your own values and really understanding your own heart and doing things mm-hmm. for your own reason rather than doing things. Cause like, cause Mo- for Moana, yes, it's to save the world, but it's because she also has that, like, she just like, she wants to go to the horizon mm-hmm. as her kind of her essence. She like, mm-hmm. she ha- has this like exploration nature. Yeah. yeah. There's like something inherent in her that's like driving her to continue to go back to the ocean over and over and over again. And I think that like what I really love about that aspect of Moana is I think that what it really illustrates is uh, kind of a a metaphor or like a pathway for us deciding or kind of uncovering or coming into relationship with our own sense of purpose. I think it's super common for me. I don't know about you, but I have so many people in my reality. They're like, well, I just like, I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. And there's some like that it doesn't always come easily to everyone. And there's this really beautiful moment where grandma, she like kind of lifts the veil to show the boat. And before she does, Moana's like, what's inside? And she said, it's the answer to who you are meant to be. And then Moana opens it. And then there's this moment where it's not that grandmother is telling her you're meant to be a voyager. It's that she kind of lifts the veil, moves the rocks out of the way. And there's all these boats there. And Moana has an internal experience of like, yes, Mm-hmm. And she's like able to listen to that. And I, I, I love that moment so much of like, cause I think for me also, like it's been, it hasn't always come so easily of like, what am I meant to do? My sense is like maybe something like Maui, like there's a lot of like fear or insecurity that has been in the way of figuring that out. But that moment for me of Moana opening and like seeing those boats and being like, absolutely. Yeah this is it. This is where I'm going. And like being able, like being in touch with that and being able to listen to it. Yeah. I love that too. Um, the way that you're, you're thinking about this, um, where she, she, she has a yes. And that, that is, that is purpose. It's not that she has, it's not that it's the purpose or that it's mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. one and only one purpose. It's that she's listening to her. Yes. And she's like mm-hmm. getting a full body. Yes. And I think that that is like one of the things, cause a lot of times people wonder like, what is the path for me? Or what is like, you know, what is my purpose? And this purpose idea, I think people get really hung up on it because yeah, it's like, there's some idea that there is one and only one purpose. And it's like written in a book somewhere and you'll never see the book. So you better like 
go out there and figure out what your purpose is. And I think that this way of looking at it, and in fact, I think that's the essence of this whole story is that the creation of life. Okay. Cause that's like Tefiti is like the life giver that mm-hmm. the, the honoring of life givingness in the world is actually connecting to your heart. That's like mm-hmm. the whole, the moral of the story, the way that we transform the, the wanton tendency to destroy. Okay. Oh, into yeah. life purpose or into life is connection with the heart. Okay. Yeah. Into creation is connection with the heart. And so Moana has that full body. Yes. Not living out of fear. Cause that's her, her dad's whole thing. And we see this, this is an echo mm-hmm. of uh, King Triton in uh, little mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. Just stay on the Island, stay on the Island. The Island will provide everything you need. Don't go out because it's dangerous out there. That was the same thing that was driving King Triton was don't mm-hmm. go explore. Don't go to land. It's very dangerous, right? Stay here where all the fish, she's happy. And so we, <laughs> we, um, so we have this kind of harkening back to this, that there's this tension between like safety and, um, in the embodiment of purpose and what mm-hmm. it means to go out and explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, that what you're saying here, this is a really beautiful thing for people to become aware of or to, to notice if you haven't, that the job is not to discover what is the purpose for your life or whatever, but to listen to your full body. Yes. To connect to your heart and that is the way that we turn the destructive nature of the ego into the life-giving nature of creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, what else do we... I wanted to mention Grandma again. She's a really important character for me in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think... One of my one of my teachers once said that um, mother nature mother nature wants to cultivate us, and I think that we, as our current existence, are an extension of all of the experiences and lifetimes before us, and that at some point there was some mother who wanted the best for you and some mother who wanted the best for her and some mother who wanted the best for her. And I, I love thinking about myself, not as just like me as a single entity, but like the intention that was put before me and like intended for me from like everybody who came before me, who wanted me to like contribute to the world and have a great experience of life. And so I really love the, the idea of just thinking about like our generational ancestors and like kind of using that as a force for inspiration for myself of like, when I think about, you know, what, what I meant to like be here doing, um, like what, like, where did I come from? From what intention did I come from other than a whole lineage of other people wanting me to be here contributing in a positive way? Yeah. They talk about that in the last song too. They, they talk about, um, I don't know if it's passing down knowledge or respecting their ancestors in an unbroken chain. They say it in an unbroken chain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. And that's like, that's the way that life works actually. Right. And cause, cause again, all, all of these myths are really life versus death. That is the, mm-hmm. the, what all of them are is like, how do we keep the flame of life going? And so all of the metaphors and the reason that these stories work and the reason that they stick around is because they, they, they stick to the script, so to speak of like, how do we create life and how do we remember? And so even these myths are doing that thing, which is like mm-hmm. maintaining the, the unbroken chain. Um, because Moana didn't spring out of nothingness. It came from many traditions that brought mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the film to our, um, our home theaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. So I also think that I want to mention for grandmother, there's this really beautiful way that she has of teaching Moana, which is not, um, 
she's not, she's like teaching without teaching really. Mm -hmm. So like Moana will say something like, I'm going to just go, I'm going to just abandon my dreams and I'm going to just go put my rock on top of the other rocks. Cause that's the way that they keep, uh, their, that they represent the passing down of the chieftainship or whatever. Um, and so she's like, she like, she's all marching off and grandmother's just like dancing. She's okay. (laughs) And, and, uh, and, and then Moana's like, well, did, was there something you wanted to say to me? (laughs) And she's like, was there something that you wanted me to say to you? <laughs> and I just think that, that, that she does this really beautiful way. Cause again, I think that's the, the message of Moana is connect with your heart. Right. And so what grandmother is doing when she's teaching, every time she's teaching her is she's listening to Moana mm-hmm. and she's inviting Moana to listen to her own, her own heart rather than mm-hmm. tell her what to do in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. I love that because I think what we, there sometimes can be a temptation to look around the world and be like, what do you think I should do? What do you, I don't know. You like, you tell me. And I think that each time we do that, we abnegate our own heart in a way, like our own sense of like being able to figure it out. And I think it's illustrated even farther in the movie because ultimately at the end, it is Moana that realizes actually she doesn't need anybody. Like she's the hero. She's the one. And she's been like, the whole story is about her, like trying to drive Maui to get there. And then it's her in the end. Like she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like she could, the whole, like her, her original affirmation was all very Maui focused. Actually, it gave Mm -hmm. her purpose and it gave her like a drive and an energy and a direction. But at the end of the day, it was her trying to convince Maui to save the, to save the world. Right mm-hmm. now, look, Maui was a, a key part of the journey for her. He totally, helped her to yeah. understand wayfinding and, Oh, we didn't talk about wayfinding. Oh yeah. What Let's was the, talk about that. Anyway, we'll get there in just a second. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, but by the end, what happens is she comes to realize that she is her own source and mm. it's, and even cause, so the sea has been like kind of giving her nudges the whole time and it shows up as like a character Mm-hmm. And w- w- from the time when she's like a toddler, it gives her the heart of Tefiti, almost like this uh, illusion or foreshadowing, foreshadowing to her purpose. But then she on the boat, she like after Maui leaves, she like says, take this heart back, take it back, see, pick someone else. And so the sea takes the thing from her. Right. And mm-hmm. then it, she doesn't ask the sea for it back. So for the first time, she actually goes and retrieves it on her own. Mm. she dives down to the bottom of the ocean where she comes and recovers it. And I think that like is representative of this transformational moment where she stops being like a passenger and like the facilitator of gathering the heroes. And she's just like, she's just there along for the ride, like being the one to like pull the the necessary components together. Mm -hmm. But then she actually steps into her role as the, the hero itself. Like it's up to her to Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. That's a really beautiful moment, by the way. I love that. It's, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, wayfinding. What was the quote, Paige? Oh, this yeah. This is when no, Maui's I, teaching her. Yeah, Maui's teaching her how to sail. She asks and he denies. And then the ocean shoots him in the butt with one of those darts. <laughs> so he gets paralyzed and then he's forced <laughs> he to teach her. He can only talk. Yeah. He can only talk. He can't move. It's really beautiful. But um, I actually had you stop the movie and go back so that I could capture it. Maui says um, it's, it's not sailing. It's called wayfinding. And it means... It's seeing where you're going in your mind by knowing where you are and where you've been. Yeah, which is really beautiful because that is like vision. That is understanding how to create. And by the way, again, look, we're the if the if my hypothesis is correct, it's an interpretation that the movie <laughs> is about connecting with your heart as a way to create life in the world. Then that's that's what he's saying. He's like, look, you find your vision. 
And what wayfinding is, is about finding your way in your mind first, okay, by looking at where you are and where you've been. And that, I think, is when we're talking about going into the cave and feeling your full yes. This mm-hmm, is like... Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this and you are like, I don't know my purpose. I haven't, I haven't come across my purpose. I'm not familiar with it yet. Ask yourself, what has given you that full body? Yes. Look at where you've been. Look at where you are. What gives you that full body? Yes. Yeah. Because that is a way for you to, to way find your way into the, into your vision for your future. Love yeah. That. Yeah. Me too. Just yeah. like picking through the clues of what you've experienced so far using what you have and forecasting it forward using your best judgment about what it could be and then be going on the way. I mean, and I think another way to illustrate that exact point is that Moana thought that it was Maui and it was like the through believing that Maui was the hero that she uncovered her own hero-ness. And it wasn't like a flawed guess that Maui was the hero and she wasn't. It was like given what she knew about the world and, you know, like Maui's this demigod and she's like a little girl, like who would, it makes sense that Maui would be the hero and she wouldn't. And so using all of the best information she had access to, knowing that she, and I love, for her, I just love the word uncompromising, but she's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to get on this boat. I'm going to figure it out. Hell or high water. I'm not willing to experience my entire village dying of starvation. Like, this is it. All right, Maui, let's do it. And then along the way, like, her purpose is really fulfilled because she learns that she's the hero, that she's got it. She's got her own back. She's the one who's capable of like saving all of humanity. Yeah. Right on. Exactly. Um, anything else that you wanted to mention about Moana's journey? Um, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to bring up this moment of Maui. He's like, there's this moment where he's lost his hook or it's maybe it's about broken, but anyway, he's like laying on the boat and Moana is trying to re-inspire him. And he's like, I'm nothing without my hook. And he's like throwing this giant pity party mm-hmm. um, for himself. And the reason I wanted to bring up this moment is because I was thinking about uh, like influence in this movie a lot, like the ability to like inspire and influence and I was, I had a moment where I saw a, a, like a previous version of myself and like other people that I love too, not just me, but like a previous version of myself, like laying down and be like, well, I guess I just have to quit now because I don't get it. And like seeing this like kind of give up the energy. And you, one of the ways I experienced is kind of like a little bit of a loss of respect for Maui. Like, come on, like you're a freaking demigod. And you made this really monumental mistake and it's kind of your fault and you should be here for the like rectifying of this situation. And instead you're like having a little pity party. And what I love about that moment of like seeing kind of parts of me that I don't love in him and like using it as a reminder of like, who, like how do I want to present in the world? And given the things that are important to me, like how much time do I really want to spend in this? Like, Oh, I can't figure it out. I guess I'll just give up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Um, Ultimately, he has to sacrifice that thing that he thinks makes him his self. And mm-hmm. that I think is like really beautiful. It's like when he's willing to give his all is when it seems like he actually fulfills his purpose. That's when he actually legitimately becomes a hero. The thing that he most wants is when he stops trying to protect himself. And the thing that he thinks makes him heroic yeah. is when he actually sacrifices it. 
And then yeah. the last thing that I wanted to mention is from that scene is that it's, um, it's not a fight. It's an invitation. So Teka, it, it turns out is Tefiti without a heart. Okay. And so Maui is like trying to fight Teka and Teka is trying to fight Moana to stop. And what actually causes the reparation, what actually creates that action in the story is when she invites Teka to come to her and stands and doesn't try to fight, just invites her in. And then that is what enables her to get close enough to restore the heart. And I just think that's like a really beautiful um, reminder mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it doesn't, that this journey to purpose, it's not a fight. It's not a, a white knuckled hard work way through the world. It is an invitation, mm-hmm. uh, a, a reconciliation, a reparation. It's a, it's a tuning in and a listening and then a, like a turning toward rather than um, fighting. So I, mm-hmm. I just really love that lesson in the story. Yeah, me too. Like in, in, yeah, instead of forcing, which is kind of a, a weak frame, like kind of, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, now he does everything by strength. He's this huge person. And so his, like his one kind of tool is the wind and the, the waves and, you know, being a, a demigod of strength. And, mm-hmm. and so I think it's really interesting. Um, by hook or by crook. He, he turns into <laughs> he turns into things. So all right, uh, so that's Moana. Um, I really appreciate you having the conversation today. The in summary, I think it's a really beautiful story about um, about finding the creative power in reality of turning mm-hmm. toward your purpose, listening to that full body yes, connecting with um, the the soft inviting ancestor energy, overcoming pride and arrogance and uh, ego. And, um, and living from your purpose, from your intrinsic values, mm-hmm. becoming your own hero in that way. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for the conversation, Paige. Thanks, my love. Yeah. Live your freedom. Love your life. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.